Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Paco Podcast. Welcome to the 284th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my remarkable co-hosts. Elif Lafias Wimsicott. And the caffeinated Jashiro. <laughs> the caffeinated Jashiro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and so we are bringing you the Puckle Podcast, the show where we talk about everything Pokemon once a week. So, uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to everybody. Uh, if you're new, welcome. If you're uh, old, welcome back. Uh, thank you for just hanging with us for as long as it's been. And, and we, uh, we're sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. For those of you who went into the back catalog, I'm especially sorry. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that vote of confidence, guys. Uh, and... I mean, I've listened to all of it, and I still love you, so. <laughs> and that's what family is. <laughs> yeah. If it's anything, right? Oh man, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's been uh, that the back catalog. I I apologize for the back catalog. <laughs> no, honestly, guys, don't listen to him. It's not that bad. Yeah, that bad. It's it's that dating bad. Someone, it's still bad. There's just some questions you shouldn't ask when you're dating someone. Yeah, when you're dating Thatch, don't ask about the back catalog. Just, just <laughs> it, you're better off not knowing. Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? It's been a while since both of you were on the show, uh, though yeah. Jushiro and I have appeared on several shows together in between that time. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's the international episode. But it is. please, yeah. oh, that's true. first. Okay. Mm, well, lately uh, I've had my my obligatory three battles in the April international competition to get Ooh. the, the Hoenn starter Megastones. Oh, that's true. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, you should do that. I, I mean, sure you can technically re- you can you can register until like the end. I think. I think I they think? leave. I think I think they leave registration open even when the competition's going on. I don't remember this. I don't it know if they do or not for sure. I think they do though. I'm not a hundred percent on that. 
and uh, the of course I like I lost two out of three matches, but you know I don't have a VGC team. I'm bringing pre-bank or you Pokemon to VGC matches. So I'm not very <laughs> surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the VGC is rough I'm this bringing... year. It's rough this year. the The meta isn't centralized like at all. No, so it's, it's... it's rough. I mean, I've, the, this week's trend seems to be Mischievous, of all things. Yeah, Mischievous so, has actually been seeing some play. You're 100% right. Yeah. It's been seeing some play. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, back to OU, I've been putting together possible gym teams for the Summer League. Yeah, no, I've been, uh, I've been working on that as well. Mm-mm. I've been working on that. I need to get, I need to get on it. I, I think I it's to going on. to be a lot of fun. Oh, I'm gonna. I mean, the summer league is always a lot of fun, and I think we have we have a good number of applications. So we need to sift through that and uh, narrow it down to the people that we want. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, we'll probably start doing the interviews uh, in the next, uh, not this upcoming week, but the week after that, because I'll be out of town. Mm, so yeah, vacation. Kinda, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, what about you, Jashir? What have you been up to? So I'm catching up on all my TCG things. Uh, we're getting ready because streaming will start soon. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, the day uh, that this show comes out, there you should be streaming. Yeah, tonight, so th- guys. Yeah, tonight in the future, you feature you people, you. Uh, tonight we're going to be streaming TCG, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Please uh, don't be judgy. I haven't played in months, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose a lot. But hey, I'm going to get better. Yeah, definitely. Because I've caught up on all the information, right, mm-hmm. on the TCG for the TCG cast, and it's exciting, but I haven't actually played in a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I would be more than happy to lend you my decks. So have some yeah. fun with that. Have some fun. I'm excited, actually. It's going to be a lot of fun to do that. And, I mean, we, we've actually, Jushir and I have put together uh, a streaming, I'm going to put schedule in quotes, because we haven't narrowed down the times that we're doing it. Yeah, but we we've narrowed down the days, uh, so there's something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's something. It's something. We've narrowed down the days, so uh, yeah, expect some like expect the Twitch to get going uh, a bit more in the in the coming month. I I think that's uh, I I honestly like doing Twitch more than YouTube, just yeah. because broadcast. I mean, first of all, there's way I feel like the interactions is just a little bit more instant. So yeah. I really like doing mm-hmm. that. I really like the viewers being able to. Uh, change the stream or change the content itself and on top of that i really enjoy i don't know i just i, I don't know i just like talking to people so it's a good time i mean i do it <laughs> once a like week talk? Really? yeah Never right noticed. right i'm on like one or two <laughs> podcasts a week or something like that and uh for an hour and a half or so every single time <laughs> so it's uh it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, as for myself, what have I been up to? I mean, I talked about the pre-release last time. Um, I've been I've been getting some teams together. I streamed last night, so I had some fun doing that, just playing some teams, uh, playing some OU, some VGC. Uh, the next step is Little Cup because <laughs> I really want to try to. Uh, yeah. I really I really want to do uh, the next battle cast on Little Cup. So I've been working on my my Little Cup skills a little bit, and uh, so far, what I can report is Little Cup hasn't changed much at all. With the, with color me not surprised yeah like well first of all there aren't like enough people there to like make innovation happen in the meta <laughs> like there aren't enough people in the little cup meta to make innovation happen and yeah. uh there aren't uh 
a lot of the new Pokemon didn't really yeah. do much. Mm-hmm. Like they, a lot of the new Pokemon didn't really do much. Uh, so that's uh, like I I would expect like for example there are things I would expect but maybe I just because I don't know the actual stats like is mm-hmm. Marini comparatively as bulky as Toxabix or uh, Marini Marini is like one of the few that saw some but okay so in Little Cup bulk. Uh, doesn't really matter too much. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. You're you're, okay. you're playing with such low numbers that it's usually not that big of a deal. Most things, most things like will one most sweepers will one to two shot something. Also, uh, one thing that's different in Little Cup that's different in uh in like the OU meta is Psychic type actually does well in Little oh, Cup. Okay. So uh, you have things like Abra running around because Abra's got a 19 speed stat in Little Cup, which is Ooh. pretty much god tier. Uh, yeah. I, the only thing that really outruns that is Diglett. Mm. And not a Lowland Diglett, mind you. Regular Diglett. Uh, Alolan Diglett does nothing. So, <laughs> even the Alolan, even the Alolan forms aren't doing much. I think the only Alolan form that does anything is it's maybe, Vulpix. uh, Meowth, actually. Meowth? Uh, Meowth. Yeah. Alolan Meowth. Because Meowth oh. beforehand was actually pretty decent. Um, yeah. I think it was just outclassed by a- Apom. Mm-hmm. In what okay. I was trying to do, because Apom got skill link and could get the Fury swipes off for five, and which is which is huge in Little Cup. Like you can you can Oko a lot of things with Fury swipes if it hits all five times. Oh yeah, uh, of course. And I think I mean yeah yeah, but typically most of the things that were popular uh, are still popular. Uh, there was a small shift in that people are trying to make hazards a thing in mm. Little Cup. Oh. So you see you see a lot more Star you. Running around uh, to rapid spin and stuff like that, and Staryu, I mean, is a good mon. I mean, it also yeah. has that 19 speed stat, and it can hit. It can hit hard. So, uh, I mean, that's my little cup analysis for now. I don't want to talk too much about it. I got a whole show that I got to fill for that. Too so. late. <laughs> too late. I just I just talked all about little cup. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, all my... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vulpix Splash. You're you're still useless in little cup. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know if it'd be useless. I mean, you could probably pull the same shenanigans off with that and a and a Lolan Sandshrew in little cup, but it wouldn't. It, it would just be. It would, it would literally just be like an OU team. It would. It would be a fun team to play in little cup. I should say that. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be a good team to run in little cup. <laughs> so, uh, just like it, it wouldn't be a good team to run an OU. To, to run Nine Tails, Alolan Sandslash. Though though it was, I will say it was like a C rank team, C C C plus rank team, uh, to run that in uh in pre bank OU. Mm-hmm. You could you could get some stuff off. There weren't enough uh, steel types to really handle everything well. But now we've got Mega Metagross on the scene. Uh, maybe yeah. for a short while. Maybe Let's for go a to short. The news, so we can <laughs> discuss that, please. <laughs> yeah, of course. We can go to the news. So let's uh, let's cue the epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, so there isn't like terribly much, but the first thing, let's let's get this out of the way. There's a Pokebean Global Link mission. You got to go pick 3 million Pokebeans. They've go already get it. picked like 18 million, I think. So. Yeah, so just you're just done. Just do it. Yeah, just sign uh, up so you can get the, the, the festival coins. 
Yeah, just do it. And so that there you go. There, there's your sponsored by goals. Nike. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Uh, um, so uh, in other news, uh, moving on. This is more like Nintendo, but it, it affects Pokemon because it's Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo announced a new 2DS XL. Yeah. Yes. Another one for Thatch's collection. I I don't own a regular 2DS. I I'm thinking about picking up one up though, just as like a as like a keepsake, or uh, I I could okay. use like an extra like gar like throw around one because the D- three 2DSs are super cheap right now. They're yeah. like they're like seventy bucks. Oh and wow. Yeah. So like I I was thinking about picking one up, and. Just be just because like I could, and I I heard that they're actually super comfortable to hold. Yeah, I've and, had one, and uh, it's definitely more comfortable than holding. Yeah, I I was definitely thinking about picking one up and uh, throwing a capture card in one or something like that, but mm. we'll see. Um, and then let's see, we there's so we'll, we'll, a there's we'll a thing about the the new 2ds XL which amused me to no end. Which is what, and I, it was like on on someone who pretends to be Spark on Facebook, yeah. like one of those fun guys. Yeah, yeah. And essentially, they noticed that one of the two DSs is white and gold, yeah, and the other is black and blue. Essentially, the joke is so they're exactly the same model, but people see it in different colors, like that dress in that meme. Last oh time. my gosh, that's so true. No, it's uh, really I, cool. I really, I actually, I think they look pretty slick, in my opinion. They look amazing. Uh, they they yeah. look really slick, and it is definitely something to consider. Um, because I think it comes out in July. Maybe we'll pick one up for like prizing or something for PuckleCon. Ooh, that would be cool. Um, I think I think a three I think a extra two DS or something like that would be something cool to give away. It's a budget three DS, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, nobody uses three D anyway. I don't use the three D. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and it's clearly that's that's exactly right. That's clearly the direction that Nintendo wants to go. They're done with the three D gimmick. That oh is, yeah, no, no one. I, they realize no one uses it. Their big games such as Pokemon, they don't really take advantage of it all yeah, that much. I mean, and so literally the only reason I didn't. The only reason I didn't buy a 2DS, I, I literally, if this would have been out when the new 3DS came out, I would have bought this instead. Uh, yeah. Not because it, well, one, because it's cheaper, but two, one, I think it looks, I think this looks better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And two, I think, uh, I, I mean, I don't use the 3D, and I, I don't know, I think it's a cool little console, and it's going to look really nice. And I heard, mm-hmm. I heard they're like shaving off uh, bezels and stuff to make it a little mm-hmm. bit thinner. So I, I kind of want to see what that's like. But when yeah, it, when it comes out in July, I really want to hold it and just see. Yeah, know? it's supposed to be lighter than the new 3DX yeah. XL, which so is I, kind of heavy for me. So. Yeah, yeah, I I'm very interested by it. I I'm intrigued. Yeah. So I mean, just, at this point of view, at this time and space, if you already don't have a 3DS and you're looking to buy one, this would be the only. This is the one to get. This is this is the that's the one. Yeah. That's the one to get. I I don't think you should pick up the new 3ds XL at all. If this once this comes out in July, I don't think you should. No, pick it it's up. it's not worth the extra price or weight because it mm-hmm. has the stick, it has Amiibo support. It does exactly. It's got everything. It's got everything, everything but 3D. 3D. Yeah. yeah. The and only two things it can't do is well, three things. Number one, 3D. The second one is you can't play your any uh, Super Nintendo games on it because it's new 3ds exclusive, and you can't play Xenoblade um, either. Uh, you can those play your three limitations. Well, I think you can still play it because it's got the new in it. I, I don't oh, know though. It's got the new in it. Yeah, it's got the new oh, in then it. Never mind then. Okay, then yeah, yeah, it's got the new. It. it does. It does literally everything. That it's literally the new 3ds, but they're just like here's a 2ds version of it. And it's a little bit cheaper. 
And it's just like, oh, thanks, Nintendo. Uh, If somebody was a console collector right now, oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I feel so bad for them. Poor them, yep. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, that's uh, that, that's some interesting news. But I, I think the more interesting news that we we let off uh, the the segue with was yes. Mega Metagross is being suspected in uh, OU. And I, as I said in many of the other shows, I think this is uh, the the Farabosa ban was the first of many. And I think that at the end of the suspect, Mega Metagross will be banned. Uh, I yes. think I think that I think that uh, what pushed it over the edge was literally in uh, in Sun and Moon. They came up with that new thing. Where you get the speed stat upon Mega Evolution, and that's just enough to uh, to make Mega Metagross kind of go over the edge there, in my opinion. Okay, could yeah, you explain that a little bit for those like me that are kind of okay? So, so what happened here was so Mega Metagross was always good. Uh, it was always good, but it wasn't fact fantastic because in Gen Six, if you've uh, Mega Evolved, uh, Metagross's base speed is actually pretty bad. Not Mega Metagross's, but yeah, it's seventy, which is pretty slow. So on the first turn, even if you Mega Evolve, you still have that base 70 speed because the speed was determined before Mega Evolution. And gotcha. so and so that Mega that Metagross, you could still hit with an Earthquake probably from something with like a base 95 speed or something like that. But now Mega Metagross has like a base speed of like 110, I think. Oh, it, it's yeah. something It's something absurd. And so now he gets that base speed of 110 with his giant attack stat all at once. And you're talking about a Pokemon that's got, you know, stat equivalents of uh, not even pseudo-legendaries, more than pseudo-legendaries. Yeah, and it's like almost, Mewtwo like, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's and, almost Mewtwo. Yeah, and it's it's literally, it's got a great typing, because Steel is doing really well right now, because okay. of the amount of flying out there. Well, and, I guess happy. Yeah, I mean, Steel, Steel is doing fantastic out there. I, I've built several teams in this meta that have two Steel types on it. Just because you need something to resist stuff like Mega Pinsir, and you needed stuff back to resist uh, Feromosa as well. But Feromosa had high jump kick, but you could get around that. Plus, I mean, half of the new things the meta brought were like fairies and other mm-hmm. stuff that still yep. just deals with so. I mean, well. we we have a huge we have a huge fairy centric meta right now. I feel to some extent. And exactly. Because you have all the tapus that came out, and they're they're not broken. They're just good. And, yeah. and but you have something like Metagross, which is just like, oh, we can just come out and we can take out literally anything right now. And then Feromosa was a good semi check to it, in my opinion. I I didn't see it going to uh, I I didn't see Metagross being the one that was suspected ne- next, but uh, I I knew it was inevitable. Metagross is is probably going to be kicked out here in the next couple of weeks because I think they just announced the suspect and. So we'll see. I I think I think it should go. In my personal opinion, it's just too good. Yeah. It make it makes I the agree. game not fun. Because uh, if you see, I, anytime I see a Metagross on a, on the opponent's team, I'm just like, yeah, there's no like I need to play around that because if I don't if I don't take it out with two Pokemon, it's gonna just wreck yeah. havoc. And this so, is one of the reasons that I really like that Pokemon as an official capacity took over double teams. Uh, instead mm-hmm. of single battles in official uh, oh, tournaments, yeah, no. because I believe it balances the game much better. Yes and no, but we can. That's a okay. discussion for another day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a discussion for another day because I mean, we could. I could give you the example of VGC fifteen, and oh, then we can gosh. go on for days, uh, where you just had chalk. <laughs> and if you look at the top eight for the worlds in twenty fifteen, 
Tell me, tell me five. Of, I could tell you five of the Pokemon that were on almost every single one of those teams. I so, mean, it's, I, I'm told that 2016 was not as bad as I perceived it to be. But 2016 was cannot... bad. 2016 was bad, especially for uh, like it was more so on a surface level than 2015 was. 2015, you, there was still some room for creativity. Um, but I mean, there's obviously one team that came out ahead, and be that for lack of originality, be that for just I, I I don't know. It could just be for a number of reasons. Those five Pokemon just meshed really well, and then you threw a sixth mm-hmm. in there that like Salamence or something, and you, you did really well. And uh, 2016 on a surface level, which is a, what a lot of people will play a meta at, right? I I, mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge that. Like I, I probably delve a little bit deeper into some metas than people do, and so. Uh, Sublime will agree with my point of view here, but like on the surface level, yeah, it looks really boring. Every team's got a Groudon, every team's got a Kyogre. Take your pick. You're going to run one of those with another legendary. Uh, Rayquaza ended up winning worlds with Kyogre. Um, yep. so, I mean, that's what it looks like, but, um, I think one of the things that I think people realize with Wolf Glick's team mm-hmm. in VGC 16, uh, was the, uh, the supports were really the, the place that, uh, where things got to shine because no, no Pokemon was really other than like your two legendaries were the ones that were really into it. They, they was, those were the, those were the stars, quote unquote. Those were, those were the Pokemon that were going to take things out. Yeah. And, and so th- those were the stars and you, you just ran four supports with that. And the supports were really where everything shot in because you had things like that Hitmon top. You had the uh, you had the double fake out pressure with, from the Hitmon top with the eject button going into the Raichu with fake out, which was no, I mean, which, I mean, which I wasn't a good it, but, was great. Uh, I know I, that that's understandable, and I mean this it was definitely it was definitely a meta that could only be appreciated at a very at like a deep level. Exactly. And so so I understand that, but there is definitely like an appreciation. So like I don't I don't. I don't hate people for not appreciating the 2016 meta. Yeah, it was boring, uh, especially at that surface level. But if you were, um, cause I know, I know people wanted the, uh, when I was talking about doing a show where we we're going to talk about VGC or something like that prior to the battle cast, people were just like, Oh, I want to be on that show and just talk about how awful 2016 is. I go, no, you can't be on that show unless you can appreciate 2016 for what it was. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, it was, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely a separation of people who knew what was going on versus people who, um, assumed it was, uh, just it was just a, didn't did, just saw things at the surface level and so like that you could get a better understanding of uh it, it was really good to tell who was like really good at vgc and who wasn't um yeah not it like, was like a very old cheese yes absolutely uh sure yeah it was it was maybe a very old <laughs> cheese it was uh it, i mean it was definitely so it was definitely not the meta to get into which I thought yeah. was a mistake on Nintendo's part because they were gaining a lot of momentum with play Pokemon, and then that meta just crushed it. If we if we would have had uh, uh, hyper training, I think it would have been a different story. Hmm. If we would have if we would have had hyper training last gen, I think it would have been a different story because then you wouldn't have to worry about IVs, you wouldn't have people soft resetting, it wouldn't seem as much of a task. All you have to do is get the nature right. And gotcha. Okay, yeah. So that that's uh that that's one thing. So that that's my that's my piece on uh 2016 versus the world. Uh, <laughs> I mean there was uh I mean I granted this meta I don't know if this meta well no this meta I think is more fun. Uh just because it's not not as centralized or it's not centralized at all. And yeah. you can definitely have uh I mean there the meta definitely rotates. 
just it just keeps like going around and around and it shifts a lot because there's nothing to centralize around so you're you're pretty much just like countering whatever the meta was prior and exactly. you, no, if you if you like, get if you build like an out of the meta team uh you can have some success with it for a somewhat long time and so i think i think that's part of the fun of it i agree it's a lot of fun to watch and mm-hmm. i haven't gotten into it but um, i mean I, I i can still tell just by watching that it would be really enjoyable it's definitely it's definitely enjoyable and I, I mean, uh, Trick Room's still viable, and Trick Room's kind of my preferred way to play, I found, in uh, VGC. Like, that's definitely, like, my my play style in VGC is definitely Trick Room speed control type situations. Um, mm-hmm. I, I That's that's really who I am as a player in VGC. In OU, it's completely different. In OU, it's probably because I'm a bit more comfortable uh, yeah. than VGC. And in OU, I can I can play almost any style. I, I don't like running hyper-offensive. Shamu and I have this argument all the time. Because uh, mm-hmm. we'll build teams together, and he's like, "You're gonna run it, so I'm not gonna build this hyper offensive." And it's like, "Well, it's not that I don't like like hyper offensive. It's that it's I don't less fun. I think I don't want to run. It's not your style. Yeah, I mean, I can I can do it. I I can run hyper offense successfully. I just would rather run stall or I'd, stall's really bad right now. Uh, like not bad in that sense, but like bad for the meta. And oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Like it's really it's really good, and yeah, uh, I I'm really I'm a fan of balanced teams. I think that just that's what people really like to play, and especially if I'm going to be showcasing things, I really want to showcase teams like that so people I get inspired by stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it it seems more approachable that way. And it, you know, I, personally for me, if I see somebody running like something incredibly weird, hyper offensive, right. Um, that makes me uncomfortable just from like a base level looking at that team being like, wow, that team's really fragile. Okay. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if other people feel that way. No, but... I usually feel that way when I look at my opponent and I like six strong attackers just because mm-hmm. I look at my team and I think, oh, guys, you're dead. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, that's not the way. I, I just see I see six fragile mons and I'm like, you have to be careful with that. And yeah. so that, that's just me. That's me on a personal level. Like My, my play styles are completely different. But we we can and get off. And that is why Me- Mega Metagross sucks. And that is why we should ban Mega Metagross. It's too good. Uh, <laughs> it's too good. Uh, <laughs> and then and then next is Greninja, and then maybe Smogon can get their act together and finally get rid of that Lando T. Yes, uh, please. I think, uh, I think at this gr- point it, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I I honestly think they just. They just really like Lando T over at Smogon. Yeah, I uh, will. And the, th- and the thing is, if they get streets, if that ever happens, I mean, it might. I, I, it might get to the point if they don't ban Lando T this gen, it might come to the point where I might like get a committee together at Puckle, and then we'll build our own tiers. <laughs> that um, sounds like fun. We oh, we might boy. just build our own tiers just because it would be a task, but I think it would be it would be something to consider just. Just so we'd probably have to like ramp up the number of tournaments we have and stuff as well. Yeah. So, but I think, I think uh, that might like because at this point I I don't have a lot of respect for Smogon, and you do have to you do have to realize that most of the people running those tiers are definitely younger than all three of us. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's not that hard in Pokemon to be younger than I am, but yeah, yeah but, I, I see what you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, most yeah, of them, most yeah. of them, most of them are in like I would say oldest is like college, probably. You know the people running, uh, 
running uh OU and stuff like that. And so you you have a lot of people who are incredibly uh su- sus- susceptible to uh what's the word? susceptible to bias. Mm, so, gotcha. Well, I mean, I mean it's not like older people are that much better. Yeah, but no, but I I'm just saying there with get, age comes wisdom. The, the the younger you are, the more volatile you may Yeah, that that's that's exactly it. That's that's definitely it. So we'll see. But uh we'll we'll end the competitive discussion there. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh before we before we kick it on over to Poke Quiz, uh just one announcement that I'm making until June. Uh PocoCon is happening in Yay. July. It is happening Woo-hoo. uh July what is it, twenty first to twenty third ish ishes there. So <laughs> You guys can, yeah, just let, let us know. Please let me know if you do plan on coming because we, we are planning on having a cookout and I want to know how much food we should get on uh, the 21st. So please let me know if you're coming. Also, if you are planning on coming to PuckleCon, we have started a channel on the Discord for you as well. So let us know and we'll, we'll get, let you into the Discord community or the Discord there as well. Also, if you're not a member of the Discord, you should be. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I love it because I can just talk to everybody almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's literally, I mean, I, I've been looking exactly for this just because I have been trying to get back into the community. I feel like I, I've had some kind of disconnect. And so being able to do this just solves that problem instantaneously. Yeah. So, uh, the link to that guys to join that is down below as well. And that's going to be the place to go for the summer league as well. But PuckleCon is going to be in Columbus, Ohio, July 21st to 23rd. As of right now, I will have details for how that's going to uh, go next week. Um, we're going to have an official time schedule. We're going to have the uh, – because I'm letting the uh, tournament organizer that's helping us sanction the tournament, I'm going to give him all the information by what, – what, what day to, is today? Uh, the 29th. Uh, yeah, it's Saturday. Uh, so by Wednesday. By Wednesday. Yeah, I just broke the fourth wall. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, by Wednesday, he's gonna, he's gonna have the information. And so by then, I'll start getting everything put up on the website for it, uh, as it's the details. We're, go- we're going to be doing a, uh, standard tournament, uh, standard TCG tournament. So bring your cards if you're, if you're a Woo-hoo! TCG player. Yeah. Um, it's gonna and, be a blast. Uh, Gator's gonna be judging it. Uh, maybe. Uh, Gator doesn't know if he's coming. Gator doesn't know if he's coming. Oh, so, what? Yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, if not, I'll be judging. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an official judge, but I know all the rules. So. I mean, we we know who's really going to be judging, right? S- snag? No, Woody. <laughs> if he goes, yeah. If he if he's there, yeah, we'll have ju- we'll have Woody judge. Uh I know I know 10 little men's coming. I don't know about Woody. Uh Yeah. Oh, I and, hope he comes. In addition to that though, uh we're going to be doing a VGC tournament on that Saturday as well. Um, times are suspect to change at the moment, so I don't want to, I don't want to like give them to you yet. And, uh, let's see. And then on the second day, we're going to just be doing, we're also going to be doing pickup tournaments throughout the day as well. If there's stuff going on, uh, prizing Mm -hmm. hasn't been figured out yet. We're going to hopefully, I'm going to get prizing locked down by the end of this month or by the end of May, the end of this month. Well, I guess that's when they hear it. They'll hear it in May. Uh, (laughs) and so by the end of this month, I'll get prizing locked down. If that's a reason for you to come. Prizing, yeah. you can get a Nintendo 2DS <laughs> Excel. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you can, uh, yeah. So that's just something to think about. You can also, 
Uh, yeah, just, so just let us know. It's a good time. Everybody that's went last year will tell you the same thing. I don't think anybody had a bad time. No, no. Uh, oh, gosh. And I know no, this year, I know this no. year we're kind of on our own. We're not attached to nationals and that might make some of you question whether or not you should come. Maybe you don't like me. Maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm an abrasive person in real life. Uh, yeah. don't think that. Uh, that's this actually Jushiro. Uh, <laughs> Jushiro is a super <laughs> abrasive person. So, uh, just don't talk to him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, only, only when he doesn't shave. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but seriously, guys, when um, when we were back there, I will never get tired of saying this. There was a point where we didn't want to go to nationals. It was like, no, we prefer oh, to just hang out at our convention right here and just stay at Thatch's house and just completely rob his fridge. Uh, and <laughs> we just did, we had to force ourselves to go to nationals on that Sunday, not because we were tired, not because, no, it was just because we just wanted to have fun with each other and not even care about the nationals. Yeah. And now this year, this year, we're definitely going to have, I think it's going to be a little bit different. And if this is, this is, if this year is a success, uh, I think this is the way we'll do it from now on. I, I really nice. think, I mean, if 20 people show up, I, I will call that a success, you know, oh, for sure. And even less than that, if 15 people show up, I'll probably call it a success. Uh, so, and I think we already have more than that coming. So yeah, no, for sure. I think we have more. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a blast. So if you guys are planning on coming, please let us know. And if, uh, yeah, if you can't make it also let us know, but and we'll, we'll miss you. We're hopefully going to be able to stream though, as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. I think that's it. So we're going to take it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Uh, as always, there are going to be five questions, a total possible uh, seven points because you, you get one hint. But if you do not use the hint and get all of the questions correct, you get an extra point. Uh, one of these questions will also have a bonus point. You don't need to get both points to be able to cash in the hint. As always, understandable rules, right? I think that I think that people yep. who are new can understand those rules. So we're just gonna we're gonna ask you guys some questions. Of course, no internet browsers. You have to use what's in your noggins. So we're gonna go ahead. And get right into it then. So first question. Most of these were provided by Scrawn as well, uh, by the way. Oh, no. Uh, oh, three, no. three of them were provided by Scrawn, the first three to be exact. So you will, I mean, as always, I encourage the co-hosts to uh, to try to stump their, their fellow co-hosts. So here we go. Question number one. This Pokemon, hunted viciously by its natural predator, is the bug, is the only bug type to learn acid armor by level up. That that that's the question. So, what's the mm. Pokemon? Hmm. He's a prey. He's being preyed upon, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Acid armor, isn't it the um? No, never mind. You're thinking. Uh, I was the first thing that came to mind for some reason were uh, the bugs from Gen Five that like they inter. Oh, they, they when you trade them, they yeah. they evolve. But uh, I think I only I only thought of that because you know one of them has an armor of sorts. Yeah, acid armor. Hmm. Yeah, I got and, nothing. 
lots of bug types are hunted viciously by their predators, but oh, oh, you know what it might be? Could it be Durant? Yes, it could be. It could be Durant. Because it has a whole thing with heat more. Yeah. I don't know if it learns acid armor, but it wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, it can, it's kind of a shot in the dark, so... Yeah. I'm um, going to need an yeah. answer, though. Go ahead, Fluff. I'm going to okay, back you up. Okay, we're going with that. Okay, Durant. That is, unfortunately, incorrect. I... Uh, the answer... You, you were so close. The answer is actually Shelmet. Uh, which is... It was right! You were you were on the right track, and then you just you didn't have it. I just uh, I I must have known at some point because Shelmet was my very first thought. All right, ah. so that, we gotta go with instincts. We gotta go with instincts now. I mean, so, we are team instincts, so yeah, <laughs> we've learned something today. Uh, so the next question is uh, is a little bit of TCG history trivia. Here we uh, go. Kind of, sort of. It'll help you if you know it. If you don't know it, you can still answer the question. So, In the EX Crystal Guardian set, do you remember that one, Jushiro? I do remember, just not the details. (laughs) This Pokemon appears as a Fire Steel type. Ash battles in a tournament with this Pokemon close to the episode where he faces gym leader Chuck as well. Uh, Who is that Pokemon? Um, So in the anime, Ash battles with this Pokemon. Uh, in an epi- in a tournament close to the episode where he faces gym leader Chuck. And it's a fire what? Uh, in the card game, well, in Crystal Guardians, yeah, it, it appeared as a Guardians, fire steel type. Damn. And Crystal Guardians is one of those sets, you know. Uh, did Crystal Guardians change the type entirely, Jushiro? It mixed them up. Hmm. It was the Delta species thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was that, but I'm I'm unsure on the mechanics because I never had any of those cards. And the problem is that steel, many things became steel, so that's not really help. Uh, <laughs> not too helpful. Focus on the other part then. The fire. Yeah, the fire one. No, no, the other half where Ash battles with it in a tournament. Oh. <laughs> I never watched that part of the anime. Oh my I have gosh. No Chuck, 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 Chuck. Well, what I could have totally Chuck? answered this. Yeah. What gen is Chuck? Fluffy. Uh, That's uh, sec- Gen two. I no, I don't think so. No, it's probably Gen. Uh, wait, Chuck is that guy from Gen? I want to say Gen four. Gen four. Yeah. Ash battles with him. With that, it's, oh, I can't remember. Yeah, but Crystal Guardians wasn't a Gen four set. Okay, we're gonna have to shoot one in the dark here. Again. Do you want uh, the hint since we can't cash it in anyway? Or do you sure. want to keep that for the, for the question? No, no, let's, let's do the hint this time around. Okay. Uh, so, so Scron gave me a hint, but I'm not going to use it. Um, I'm sure he's po- listening right now. Uh, this is a Gen 1 Pokemon. Mm. And Chuck is a Gen 2 gym leader. I'm gonna throw okay. that out there so you guys. So are, I, I got that. it. I got it right the first time. Yeah. Gen one steel fire from crystal. Ash uses it in a tournament. Somehow I feel I know this, and it's an obscure Pokemon that he had never used before. I have vague rem- uh, memories of this episode. Um. 
When you say obscure, do you mean something crazy like Girafferig or something? Something that he never used. It was like he used it on that tournament. I, Kingler, I think it was. Mm. Um, I mean, it would make sense for Kingler to be Fire Steel in, in the Delta Species uh, uh, series. Okay, let's go with that if you think it's... I'm going to go with Kingler. That's your final answer, and that is correct. Kingler is the Pokemon. Because Ash uses Kingler in the the World Islands uh, tournament. Yes, I Uh, knew that. They have a World Islands tournament near Chuck, who is on uh, Cinewood, in Cinewood City on an island. So that's where that goes. Uh, So we'll move on then. This next question is worth two points. Uh, It has to do more with uh, Pokemon hunting each other. Mm. Whoa, Scrawn. Someone has a nice little fetish. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I think he got the Pokemon's generation wrong, uh, actually, in the description. So so this Generation 6 Pokemon is hunted viciously by a Dark-type Pokemon based on a creature from American folklore. Now, I need both the Pokemon that's being hunted and the hunter. One one point apiece. You only need one point to, well, uh, okay. to cash in the hint. That doesn't exist. Wait, is the gen correct, though? Hmm? The gen is correct. I corrected it myself. Oh, 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 okay. It, it's a Generation 6 Pokemon that's being hunted by a Dark-type Pokemon that's trying to eat it. Uh, okay, so... And the, and the I... Dark-type Pokemon is based on a creature from American folklore. Okay, so the dark type Pokemon is probably not from Gen Six then. Could uh, be. What folklore? What dark folklore Pokemon? American folklore we have. Sableye. Ooh. Sableye and Carbink. There, there we go. Is that? Are those your final answers? Yes. That yes. is correct on both accounts. You guys what? are at three points today. It is Carbink and Sableye. So there we go. I remember that because Sibylai is based on like uh, a UFO sightings. Like, yeah. Grab exactly. In thingy from, from a US town. Yeah. All right. You've made it through Scrawn's questions. <laughs> Woo! The rest Woo! of them are by me. So, uh, so if you watch the Pokemon anime, particularly, uh, I believe it's season five. Uh, oh, no, I you know that You know that Kecleon was shown in the Johto region way before the release of Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, in that particular episode, existed a purple Kecleon, uh, which was speculated after the official announcement to be the shiny version of Kecleon, though mm-hmm. that disappointingly turned out not to be the case. Yeah. Uh, what is sh- what is Kecleon's shiny sprite look like? That's it's the exactly the same, but the stripe is a different color. Yeah. I need a, I need I need a description of what color it is though. Uh I think I think that becomes like. Uh... I think it goes uh, from. Uh, I think that's the part that becomes like purplish. Do you remember Jashiro? I love that they put a color uh, question here because I know if you listen to the TCG, you guys know that I'm bad with colors. It is uh, one of. <laughs> I just need colors described in the eight box of crayons. <laughs> I don't. I know other colors required here. Okay. Oh man, so, is, is it purple? I don't remember it being purple, but I could be wrong. I, I think what 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 color is the stripe usually? Isn't it like a yellowish? I think so, and I think it goes either blue or purple, or maybe pink. Um, let me think. Let me think. I wanna say that it goes 
hot pink or purple. I'm going to have to let you do this one because... Okay, so I'm going to say it goes fuchsia because that's between those colors. But <laughs> <laughs> well, he did uh, say one of the colors that is, in that the is, that is, You're like half correct. I'll give you the point because it is a different color stripe. Um, and it, it goes blue and purple's close to blue. Uh, it, it originally I is red. Indigo-ish. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you the point. That's correct. Woo, All right. I good. So final question. It has to do with, uh, with stats. So you guys are at four points and you're doing pretty well. Um, so I always ask about stats. So we're going to talk about speed today. And so, uh, I want to know what water type Pokemon has the highest base speed right now in Pokemon. This includes Mega Evolutions, all forms, everything. Uh, it's Ash Greninja, I think. Mm. What do you think, Jushiro? Fastest, uh, let's go over them real quick in 60 seconds. Uh, fastest water type. Water type has never been known to be too fast. I mean, Greninja is really, really fast. Yeah. Greninja like, Greninja itself is it is like one twenty two, yeah. I think and I know it gets higher when it's Ash Greninja, yeah. and I am trying to think of a Mega Evolution that's Water type and becomes really 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 fast. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do too. Uh, real quick, what what, what Megas do we have? <clears throat> I mean, Water types we have the starters that. Don't go fast unless you count Swift Swim and it's yeah. not a base stat. Yeah. And uh, you have... Uh, no. Not that one. Not that one. Uh, I mean, Primal Kyogre is... I don't think is faster than Ashkin Ninja. No, of course not. No. No. Um, hmm. Hmm. Fast water types. Yeah, there's not much. Not many, because uh, many of them make up for that with Aqua Jet. Yeah. I'm going to need an answer. Uh, let's go with Ash Greninja. Yeah. Ash Greninja is correct. It is the <laughs> fastest water-type Pokemon at the base speed of 132. Uh, it, is followed, it is followed up by regular Greninja with the <laughs> base speed of 122. <laughs> and it is later followed up by Starmie at 115. I thought of Starmie, but I thought that there's no way Starmie could have been faster than Greninja. No. Yeah. no. You know, so Ash Greninja is correct. So that gives you guys five points today. You guys didn't do too bad. Yeah. That's Mr. Bad. question. International high five. Um, Scrawn will probably call shenanigans because I didn't use his hint. But uh, <laughs> well, what's his hint? His his hint for that Kingler one, I, I don't have it right in front of me, but... Uh, it had to do with being able to buy a, a like a sculpture or something of it on a certain road in Japan. Um, oh, <laughs> and so it's like I'm like I'm sure what they the won't heck? be able to get it. Yeah, that's why I changed it. I censored. Yeah. I to censored be honest, things. the Gen One, uh, the Gen One answer didn't help me. It was the fact that you also said that Chuck was a Gen Two gym leader. Yeah, that's what made me remember uh, in the mm-hmm. anime. Let I me... only saw the Indigo League, so... <laughs> oh, man. That should change. Okay, so let me resort everybody. All right, so the standings currently... we got, This is a race to 30, remember, everyone, uh, for coasters. Uh, Dr. Shamu is still in first place with 28 points. Damn. Uh, Scrawn, is, Scrawn and Fluffiest are tied for second with 20 points. Nice. Yushiro, you've moved up to fourth place with 15 points. Oh, Maximus I don't even remember is, how I got the other 10 points. 
<laughs> Maximus <laughs> is in uh, fifth place with 11 points. Bo and Viger are tied for sixth with nine points. Uh, Ethan, or not Ethan, uh, Snag is in eighth place with seven. And Ethan is tied with Beaverla and Sublime for five points. So there we go. Everybody else has left to get on the board. So we're going to go ahead and uh, end it there. We're going to go to the topic after this short break. Hey, this is Misty, and I think you should sign up for the Puckle Podcast website if you haven't already. You can earn badges, make new friends, chat with me and other hosts of the podcast, and just talk about Pokemon. You should also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Tumblr to get your Puckle fix. If you haven't already, help us out by reviewing us on iTunes. And if you have time, send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, since fan emails make up a good chunk of our show. So join the Puckle community today. And welcome to the topic. The topic today is we're going to be discussing the Pokemon timeline and how uh, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> so why Auras? Why? Yeah, it's not just Auras. It's uh, it's the X and Y. Well, I guess Auras is the reason it became super complicated because X and Y we just be yeah. like, oh, it just happened now. Uh, yep. and then we're just like, oh, now we have separate dimensions, you know? I mean, it, it's not as complicated as something like Zelda. And honestly, I don't think it's as debated as something like Zelda. No. But but they did it, give it, like, the DC, what I call the DC treatment, where they just added multiple universes, yes. and now you're like, what's going on? This is this is comic books in general, right? This is, like, yep. classic comic books. It's not, it's not, I mean, it's not debated very much. I think there's, like, one theory, and everybody's like, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, well, it's not about the the the, the 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 debate. It's what it's more in the like that we understand it, but man, is it convoluted now? I think I think the real one that's getting uh, the one that I think we should talk about more than just you know the Oras one uh, is the anime universe because that's starting to kind of like bleed into the games. Like yeah. before, they oh, were just no. two separate entities, right? And yep. then you had a, uh, and then you had uh, Ash Greninja. Like Ash Greninja just changed everything. And I know many people would say, well, well, we have Pokemon Yellow, and true, but Pokemon Yellow still managed to be its own thing, and not necessarily the same as the anime, because even mm-hmm. though you had Jesse and James, they weren't called Jesse and James, they were no, just they Team were, Rocket. They were, I think they were called Jesse they and were? James. Yeah. No, 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 they weren't. No? Are you kidding me? No, they were called, yeah, they were called Team Rocket. Really? I thought they were just called, I thought they yes, got trainers, named. Trainers Jesse didn't and have James. names in, just, in Gen 1. Yeah. No. No. Called Jesse yeah. and James. The only trainers that had names were like uh, team leaders, the rival, and the elite four and the champion. Everyone Whoa. else was just Rocket Grant or Budcatcher and stuff like that. Today I learned. You guys taught yeah. me something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. yeah. So even though they had those elements, right? You weren't using Ash. You were using just Red once more. Or blue, yeah, exactly. You want to call w- it. With the Pikachu, and, I mean, it's more like a. I think it's. I think I would like to acquaint it more with like the the manga. You know. Exactly. But well, like you said, that's the inclusion of African Ninja. Now that's a game changer. Yeah, that's 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 where it really yes. messes things up because it's just like where does that belong? And then with this new movie, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. let's not oh, even get into that. That's gonna be a mess and a half. I think that's I mean, gonna be a lot of fun because I mean, you we had a lot of the latest trailer for that like revealed a lot of things. Like we yeah. we got a glimpse of a guy that looks like Red, and I I kind of hope I I really I kind of like a little part of me wants this movie. Like, like, this movie is intriguing to me now. Like, this is the first time I've been like, man, I want to know what happens in a Pokemon movie. 
outside of like yeah. passing curiosity like oh what's the story with volcanian um and why why does uh what's his name keldeo go fight me kyrim why does he do that i don't know and because <laughs> he's so, an awful awful one oh my i mean keldeo is actually pretty good but no, uh, I mean he's an awful person. He is an awful person. <laughs> in that in that movie, let's not let's just forget that movie existed. Yeah. Like if if I was only allowed to rid the world of one Pokemon movie, that would be yeah. the Pokemon movie I would choose. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That or movie four. I I yeah. it, it'd be a toss up. But don't don't ask that wish to Jirachi though, because then it will be a whole mess of an issue. Oh my gosh! Don't don't even. T- so many of these movies are garbage. Uh, Shit! Anyway, timeline. <laughs> yeah, time. No, I'm I'm really excited about this new movie. Like, it's the it's the first time it's been like, I don't know, really really out there. You know. Yeah, and it's, it's it, really weird. No, but let let's do this. Let's lay out the timeline as we used to know it because it's canon. Like, Toshinibu Matsumiya said yeah, this. He in tweeted a tweet. it. I think. I think somebody tweeted. Yeah, I think he tweeted it. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, Gen three and Gen one uh, take Gen place at the same time. Gen three and Gen one are together. Then you have a time skip of three years, and you have Gen mm-hmm. two along with Gen with four. With Gen four, yep. Then you have a skip of an unknown number of years, and yep, you have black and white. Black then and white. Then you have two years, and you have black and white two. And black mm-hmm. and white two are happening at the same time as X and Y. Except yes. we now know that X and Y is in a different universe. It's in a different yeah. universe because then you got uh, the mega evolutions and and because that I mean that well because it's in a different universe and then you have Gen three happening somewhat exactly. as well and, and that is what trips me up and I'll not yeah. tell you why because oh please I mean you have Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire mm-hmm. and some. Things in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire make you think, okay, this is just the alternate version, the alternate universe version of Ruby and Sapphire. Mm-hmm. But then you find NPCs that are the same age that were in Ruby and Sapphire, and NPCs that specifically mention being 10 years younger and referring to the things they did in Ruby and mm-hmm. Sapphire. Yep. Which is a mess and a half, especially when you consider that then you have Sun and Moon, which doesn't have a canonical time relation. It's definitely, to it's definitely Sapphire, but it definitely does yeah. have one to red and blue and to fire red mm-hmm. and leaf green because red and green slash blue are now adults. Yeah, they're like, t- I'd say yeah. 10 years old or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'd say it's about right. ten years. I mean, they also have stories. They, they, there's some mentions of stories. Like, I think the biggest one is when Lily wants to take Lusamine to Kanto because uh, she heard about a man who merged himself with Pokemon once, and in reference to Bill. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. also, let, let's talk about how upsetting it is that even though that happened, like I was just kind of hoping there was like a little part of me that at the end of this game, like Nintendo had kept it such a big secret. That like yeah. at the end it's just like let's go to Kanto and I'm like twentieth anniversary hoping. here I come yep and I'm, I'm just like I was just like there's got to be a piece of me but I'm like they revealed everything already I know they did and it's, but I want to hope I want to wish that they did something different and so, I, I'm hoping we get an announcement this month for something whether it be we'll probably I, will I I think we will I think we will and because uh, this is about the same timeline as uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire's announcement after X and yeah. Y. 
we're mm-hmm. we're about we're about there. And Pokemon doesn't like to do things at E3. Uh, yeah. Well, when, Nintendo just said that they it won't have a conference in E3. It will have a video. Oh, it will yeah. announce something, but they won't be at E3. They're never at well. They're never really at E3. They're they're like, no true, but they do have like a they do prepare like a special direct. Apparently yeah. this time around, it's just going to be something quick and nothing too big. Well, I think I think they're trying to phase out the direct to some extent because I mean really? I don't but they know. just have like a new way of doing it. It's it's a new way of doing it. So I think I think they're going to try to move away from like the name Nintendo Direct though. In my opinion, mm, yeah, yeah, gotcha. I, that's what I think they're trying to do. Just because of the way I, I don't know, because I mean that that is tied so much to uh to uh, Satoshi Iwata. Uh, so Satoro, yep, I messed up. I was thinking Satoshi. Tajiri. Poke, yeah, yeah. Tajiri, and I merged their names together. And yeah, <laughs> I did it. I did a really good job there. Uh, so I found online. Uh, going back to the timeline, I found online a table uh, explained by Aussie Fox of Tumblr. Uh, about the timelines, uh, do you guys want to go over the bullet points real quick? Yeah, yeah. go for it, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> it it basically divides uh, from Gen 1 to Gen 6 as these three ones. It's the uh, the elementary dimension, the connectivity dimension, and the infinity dimension. Now, yeah, the elementary dim- dimension would be Pokemon, obviously, red, blue, yellow, and then um, gold, silver, and crystal. And it says here, each version is a what-if scenario. They're essentially in the same world, split into several different possibilities. Uh, the what-if you could encounter a widow in the Viridian Forest instead of a Caterpie, and so forth. Uh, all the possibilities are explored within the same world. The okay. next bullet point is... Go, uh-huh. go. I'll stop you there for a moment, and I'm going to tell you, this, I think, should be assumed of every single game yeah. in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so, yeah. I don't yeah. know why he would, like, put this just in the elementary dimension, but, okay, let's go ahead. Yeah. Well, well the because there are bigger differences going on, I think. I think that's the thing. And the other ones, yeah. So, the, the next bullet point on the elementary dimension is technology exists, which enables you to interact with alternate versions of yourself in a parallel. It's talking about the trading system, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but identical world. Now, uh, technology in general appears to be somewhat new to this dimension, but it's in its early stages. It has enabled wondrous things such as storing Pokemon via PC and sending Pokemon a few years into the past. This is interesting because it is true. They made a big fuss in the beginning of those games that this is some new technology. It is not something that has been there for a while. Let's revisit this for a second because I think this is just Mm -hmm. like an interesting thing outside of timeline issues. Um, okay. Just in the way that they used to, they used to open up trading to uh, to these games. So it, yeah. it, it was, it was, it, it's a, definitely something that comes with a caveat, right? It's a good and bad thing, but maybe it'd be cool if we went back to it. I don't think we will. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there was definitely, there was definitely, a, there was definitely a lag in going from in being able to bring back older Pokemon into the game. Like right now, I I just booted up my son for the first time, my version of son, and I was playing, and I was just like, oh, and I dropped in some Pokemon from Pokemon Bank right away. You know, mm-hmm. and so the fact that I can do that, I I have a little bit of issues with because like it's just like right away, oh, I've got a Charizard. This isn't available in Alola. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and and I I miss that because like you couldn't trade from red and blue in uh, gold and silver until you hit I believe Ecratique City. Yeah. And, yeah, something like that. And so you're four badges in before you can bring your Blastoise over. You know. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And then then again in uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. Uh, I'd like to point out that you couldn't trade from Ruby and Sapphire until after you completed the first three Sevi Islands, 
which I thought mm. was really cool as well. Uh, the, the problem with that is Fire Red and Leaf Green also had other things wrong with them. Like your gold yeah. bat would stop evolving before you got the national Oh, man, bags. that was the worst. Wasn't no, that think- annoying? Yeah. And so, I mean, this was remedied in, in Gen 4, I think, by going a little bit too far in that direction and just being like, oh, everything's there now. Yeah. I mean, I have you have a good point, but I think – but I don't think you're right. And what I mean oh, by this is wrong. that – Okay, Sash, <laughs> we know, we know. No, but let's, let's, let me say this. Like, you have a choice whether or not to bring your Charizard over the moment you start Pokemon Sun. You yeah. can do it if you want to, yeah. but you don't have to do it if you don't want to. Whereas when someone wants to, say, do an egg lock or uh, wants to make a team and then bring it into the new version to play with that team as your starter, I mean, mm-hmm. they have the choice. They have the chance to do it. So I think it's better if a game gives everyone the choice to play the game exactly as they want it without limiting you too much. If you don't like having a level 37 Charizard in your in Route 1 in Alola, just don't bring it over. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're asking me to use self-control, Whimsicott. Uh, <laughs> and you're the man who owns every Amiibo and a bunch of 3DSs. <laughs> <laughs> now you're asking me to use self-control. I only have three three so, DSs, okay? It's not that bad. I'm probably gonna go buy a two DS, but like uh but it's no. uh, not the XL. I was gonna go buy an old one. Hmm. So the next two bullet points I think are the most interesting from the elementary dimension and it's uh Pokemon seem to be quite new to this dimension as well. Uh, as if Pokemon trainers has not been around for very long, despite Pokemon having been around for ages. Pokemon, uh, people such as Professor Elm considered the idea of Pokemon X to be a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then it says, of course, the other noteworthy thing is it unknown whether the Hoenn, Sino, Unoba, or Kalis regions exist in this dimension or not. They didn't not. have phones. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah, in the anime, when they had video phones. But that's no, true. In the early games, they would, it, it, they really didn't know anything about Pokemon. It was everything was like super new, super weird. It was it, it was interesting. That's because now, the all the nuclear bombs that went off made the radiation come, and then you got Pokemon. <laughs> and... No, but the thing is, the thing is, I think these are really good points to make to say that yes, if you want to just split it up between AZ fired a weapon, AZ didn't fire the weapon. This is definitely a split from AZ didn't find the weapon as well, though, because yeah. mm-hmm. the time capsule does not exist in yeah. any game between Gen 3 and Gen 5. Yep. It mm, just no. doesn't. No. Yep. And which brings me to the next bullet point on the connectivity dimension, which is, of course, that that takes place since Gen 3 all the way to Gen 5 and all the games in between. Um this uh, this says the regions of Hoenn, Sinnoh, and Unova are known to exist. It is unknown if Kalos region exists in this dimension. If it does, the war of 3,000 years ago never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the, the events of Hoenn run parallel, which you guys explained this, run parallel with the events of Kanto. The efforts of Celio have enabled the two regions to share a link cable system together powered by, ruby and a, by a ruby and a sapphire. The events of Sinnoh run parallel... Those are the, the same event. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally no joke. Like a ruby and a sapphire are the same thing, like chemically. They're yeah. the same thing. 
They have just... different impurities. Yeah, but I mean, it's I not enough to not make a difference. I mean, this is our, our weekly reminder that Thatch is a scientist. Also, Maybe. but like they don't like they they don't power things either. <laughs> They're of rocks. Fire and electricity, either. <laughs> exactly. Tiny lizards don't spit huge columns of flame, and tiny goats don't teleport. There have there have to be there have to be some rules of science that still apply to Pokemon. No. Anyway, the events of Sinnoh run parallel to the events of Johto. The two regions share a history together, linked by Arceus and the Sinho ruins, perhaps even by the unknown to some degree. Kanto has some neighboring islands called the Sevi Islands, whether they exist in the elementary dimension or not is unknown. And finally, uh, the technology doesn't appear to be as primitive as the elementary dim- dimension, suggesting that advances in science began quite earlier in that dimension. And, and, there, uh, yeah. oh, and there is no fairy type, but there wasn't one in the elementary dimension either. Yep. What I and, find... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. No, we're just going to jump straight to Infinity Dimension to, to finish it, but if you have comments on the connectivity dimensions. I, I do have a comment. I mean, I, I had one, but then I <laughs> lost it. But, uh, oh yeah, I, I'm, I would be extremely interested in finding like what the, the butterfly beating its wings was. For this split in the timeline, what That's the, the next name game. was. That's the next yeah. game, okay? So, I don't think so, because the next game is going to be, if, if anything, split off from the timeline with Mega Evolution. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't get rid of Megas. So, I mean, I want, someone to, I want someone to write me a fanfic which explains how the elementary dimension and the connectivity dimension split in the mm-hmm. past. Interesting. So, moving on to the Infinity Dimension, this of course includes X and Y, Pokemon Bank, it's included here, and of course, uh, Omega and Sapphire, uh, Omega Ruby and, uh, and Sapphire. Um, this one says, the Infinity Dimension, all, re- all known regions of Pokemon world exist in this dimension. It says, the events of Kalos run parallel with the events of Unoa uh, during the second attempted takeover by Team Plasma. The link cable system has evolved for beyond the capacities of the other dimension system, Pokemon Bank, which was developed from this technology, enables Pokemon to be brought into this dimension from the connectivity dimension. A great war took place 3,000 years ago that tra- uh, tra- uh, tied the, historic, the histories of Kalos and Hoenn together. All well as as well as giving birth to infinity energy. The infinity energy or fuel created by draining the life force of living beings is said to be this dimension's most powerful energy source. And of course, the creation of mega evolutions because of it. And the fairy type. And they, they funny enough, they don't mention anything about fairies. But yes, basically, okay. we just newly discovered it. It's fine. <laughs> they, even, they even say they even say that in Kalos, like it's a newly discovered type. Yep, I and know, it, but but Gardevoir is a fairy type. They didn't know that because they didn't know. Like it, it's like, uh, um, how but how Gardevoir can I say? Gardevoir used to take super effective damage from Narc type attacks. It's not like they didn't know. It's just okay, that it so so the, so the Gardevoir didn't know. Okay, now that it's got this self confidence, now 
So it doesn't take. This is like a wily coyote doesn't fall in the canyon until he realizes he has no ground under his feet. Exactly, one hundred percent. Oh gosh. Um, and it it has to do with that. And I mean, you're you're allowed to newly discover like connections, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. if you if you when you're classifying Pokemon. Yeah. So now, I, what is interesting, though, that when this was written, of course, this was before Gen 7 appeared, but we can definitely still tie Gen 7 with the Infinity Dimensions because they do mention Kalos in X and Y, and if I'm not mistaken. And, and Sun and Moon, you mean, not X and Y. Oh, no, 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 uh, not Kalos, I'm sorry. I'm talking about, um, oh, Aloha. <laughs> oh, they do talk about Alola in, in Kalos, Alola, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Alola and Kalos, because in X and Y, they mention, I come from a far away, here is her Tiki Tokum uh, souvenir, and that's a direct reference that even in that universe, we knew, even though we didn't know the name of it, we knew that Alola existed. So we can mm-hmm. tie tie Alola back to Infinity connect, uh, Connectivity Dimension. Very good point. I mean, I, would, I only saw the connection backwards, because yep. they have Mega Evolution, but there is a connection forward. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's also the guy, uh, the guy whom, um, no, no, that wasn't our thing. Yeah, don't mind me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, Mm -hmm. we'll, we're going to take a short commercial break guys, and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. Flip flop. Are you craving some tasty tidbits of Tim Pong? Have you been dreaming of deli bird deli sandwiches? What about some of the softest slowpoke tails around? Well, head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse, where you can pick up all these items and more for $5.99 and higher. Also, check out our new Corsola Cola fountain drinks. They won't make your gums bleed. Head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse. Where if it moves, we'll serve it. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome back, guys. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex 774, Minior, the Meteor Pokemon. Oh, the Pokemon Sun Pokedex entry for its Meteor form states, originally making its home in the ozone layer... It hurtles to the ground when the shell enclosing its body grows too heavy, which turns it into the core form, which is described in Pokemon Pokemon Sun as it eats dust in the atmosphere. The composition of the dust determines the color of its core. Also, it's got, like, a decent shiny. Unlike... No, no, Sun and Moon, they did really good, and I think they actually designed shinies, like, at least selected their colors instead of just being, like, palette swap. They did. And uh, so I, I just, the, I just Alola's them. got way better shinies because none of them are puke green. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why. Good point. That is good why. Point. And I, I like Minior shiny. I think it's cool. Minior shiny is really, really cool. It's very 80s, but I, I yeah, like the Yeah, it is. It is very more. 80s. <laughs> uh, and Minior is actually not a bad Pokemon. It, it is usable. Um, and yes. it's based in its in its meteor form. So its its ability is shields down, which is a which is very uh, unique to it. But it also makes it a really good uh, sma- shell smash Pokemon because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because its uh, attack stats are really garbage until it uh, gets to half health and it loses its shell. But its defense stats are pretty decent. You got base one hundred in both, uh, and so it can take a hit pretty well. 
and you use Shell Smash while it's in that meteor form, and you're going to boost your attack and your special attack by 50%. On top of that, uh, you're going to boost your by times two, and then you're going to boost your speed by times two as well. And when he, and you're going to get hit, it's probably going to break your shell, and that gives you a, you have a base speed of 120 when its shell's broken, which yes. is insane. You've got like 700 speed. Like it's insane. You're not gonna. You're gonna outspeed literally everything, and you mm-hmm. you can uh, you can run acrobatics with that as well, which is great. It gets acrobatics. It uh, does, which is and good. The... And then stab acrobatics, stab acrobatics with no item because you just give it like wider or focus sash or something, and it just yes. consumes it. And it's great. I mean, it's and my favorite thing to use is with this kind of thing with like Slurpuff's a really good unburden user, which does something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, Unburden's a very similar way to do this, except without the attack boost, I think. And I there's mean, Halucha a... does it as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a really interesting thing that I did with my Meteor for the UTC, mm-hmm. which is now completely useless, because uh, <laughs> the Pokemon it was meant to counter just got banned. But I found out <laughs> that even without max speed investment, you just need, like, 180... Oh yeah, <laughs> and then you shell smash and you outspeed Feromosa even in meteor form. Yeah, it's nuts. And so you can you can put those EVs that are leftovers. In I put the them some into HP and some into special attack because I ran uh, a mixed set. Oh with, yeah, you can't uh, do that with power gem. Yeah, he gets he gets like power gem and he gets uh, he gets a lot of things. Power gem, he gets ancient earthquake. Power. Yeah, awesome. he gets Earthquake. He gets his move pool's not bad. I'm not saying it's great. He gets Charge Beam, by the way, as well. Just as somebody mm-hmm. who's like looking into that, um, he gets Rock Slide. He gets Dazzling Gleam. Yeah, uh, his his move set's not bad by any means. It's it's just a very interesting move set. It's not bad. It's just that it, it gets Psychic. It gets mm-hmm. uh, Stone Edge. It gets it gets it a gets... lot of the weird types. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, it, it gets a lot of stuff. It gets a lot of stuff, and none of it's like he doesn't get like ice beam or thunderbolt, which I think is really sad. But uh, I mean, it's it's a good Pokemon. It's a good Pokemon. It's a good Pokemon. The only problem it has is that it has a billion weaknesses, mm-hmm. and it's really it's really weak to priority, and it's a flying type, so you can't use it with Tapuele to prevent by, it being hit by priority. That's true. Uh, by the uh, by, the billion weaknesses, it's weak to rock, steel, water, electric, and ice. And all of these are very common types right now. Exactly. Uh, like, it's all of the common types in the meta right now. I mean, granted, if, like, one of those, one, if one, probably two or three of those went to the backside, it'd be probably a better Pokemon. Just in, like, usage terms. But, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, so it is, uh, we do have a TCG card. Yeah, you do. Uh, it just came out. Rising. Well, it didn't even come out yet. Well, it comes out in uh, game stores on Monday, and then yes. everywhere else Friday. Though exists, my game store is not going to have it. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're not getting it until the Friday. I don't think they. Are, my game store. I kind of have to like tell them everything about what's going on. <laughs> like, just in general. Like, they're, they're the, that's where we're having the PuckleCon, and like we like uh, Beaverla and I had to be like, yeah. So that's when the Magic pre-release is, and they're like, oh yeah, I guess so it is. So like, and so like, we had to tell them that, and then we had to tell them that they were allowed to get Pokemon product like the Monday before. (laughs) So, and they're just like, "Oh, well, next time we'll definitely do that." 
<laughs> so uh, Minier, it's uh, fighting in the, uh, of course, in the TCG with an HP of seventy. It's basically uh, technically it could be it has, colorless. It could be colorless if they really wanted it, to let it. It could be eventually, yes, because flying is uh, it's assembled as colorless in the TCG. Yeah. Now it has two attacks. First attack, swift, just a colorless. Uh, Twenty damage. This attack is affected by weakness, resistance, or basically anything. Uh, That's in, awful. Uh, of your opponent's active, which is horrible. Uh, and its second attack, although interesting, still bad. Its attack <sighs> is, and I just, my uh, phone just went crazy. Cosmic so explosion. Gonna... Thank you. Okay, it came back. Uh, three fighting energies, 190 damage. This Pokemon is now knock- knocked out. Weakness, uh, of course, the weakness is lightning, and the resistance is fighting. And Okay, so Cosmic cost- Explosion? Cosmic Explosion's interesting to me, though. Because... It is. Uh, if you got, let's say, if you got choice band, and I think I think you need all three fighting energy to be strong energy, but yep. if, if you got if you did that, you you're doing 250 damage. Yep, you're also wasting a lot of time. Yes, yep. absolutely, I agree. That's I would problem fighting has no energy acceleration at this moment, so mm-hmm. those three fighting energies you have to take your time to prep it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's an issue when you have a Pokemon that has 70 HP. I'm kind of hoping. That, I'm kind of hoping we see a buffer fighting in uh, the next set, yeah. just because, it, like, it's uh, it's so sad. It's just so sad because fighting used to be good until they rotated out, uh, until they rotated out Furious Fist. Yeah, and uh, it was really nothing. It's still decent, but it could use some help. It's no it metal, some help. which right now metal yeah, is so metal, bad. Yeah, metal metal's not doing well right now. And, uh, I mean, fairy, fairy's like in the middle. I'd say fairy's probably just a little bit better than fighting. Yeah. And just because you have Pokemon like Gardevoir still in there, Gardevoir EX is still in there. And then you've got... And the Rainbow uh, Rainbow Road as well. Rainbow Rainbow Road's different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not a good card, in my opinion. So Minion, uh, I'm sorry. Hopefully you get a GX treatment and you become good. (laughs) <laughs> the one the one, one fun day. thing about this card is that when we were looking at it before I totally misread Cosmic Explosion as Comic Explosion and I thought <laughs> so probably the Japanese is originally something like I'm going to blow up on you for the lols. <laughs> 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 it sounded so much better. All so right. um, a little plug here. Uh, we are reviewing Guardians Rising our ne- next show. We're recording that tomorrow. So stay tuned on Thursday. You're going to have a lot of Jashiro this week because Badge is on vacation. I'll be, I'm here in the main show. I'm going to be streaming on Monday. We're going to have the TCG review of Guardians Rising on Thursday. And then that same day at night, I'm going to be streaming once more. You guys are going to hate me by the end of the week. all right then so that's it for the pokemon of the episode so i believe uh yeah that's uh that's it so make sure you check out pucklepodcast.com for all the awesome articles yeah what what's up what 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 is you guys's favorite mini or color i like the blue one i like purple i I like indigo (laughs) all three at the end yay (laughs) <laughs> I think I think blue statistically is people's favorite color. Fun fact. Yeah, it is. It is. Forty percent so, of people have blue as their favorite yeah. color. Yep. Fun fact. So that is going to be it, guys. Uh, we're gonna. Well, I mean, we saw the mailbag, but uh, check out pucklepodcast.com for all these awesome articles and for all of the awesome links we have there. So check that out. 
And uh, so we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. So we're going to cue that music? Question mark? <laughs> It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hope. <laughs> and as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody we deem worthy. So we'll jump on into it. For those of you who are new to the show, the mailbag segment's the segment where we get to read your listener mail. You can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We typically have a prompt, but you can write us about anything, and we'll pretty much read it uh, if we get to it. Um, there, there are some time restrictions. But last week, our mailbag question was something, something, I forget. Uh, oh, what, how to add to the Pokemon, how to add to the Pokedex in the future. I forget all of the mailbag questions. I forget what I say on these shows all the time. Uh, <laughs> so this first one is from the random listener. Hey, yo, look who's back for a good old bag full of mail. It's me, the random listener. <laughs> Before we get to the question of the week. We must first tackle Tory time. Is that something to do with like British people? Uh, I don't know. No, uh, no, I think so, he's just being. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I understand what he's doing. <laughs> I was just trying to make a joke, but it didn't work. Of course, it didn't work. You tried to make it in front of me. You know me, Thatch. I don't get jokes. So I got this new Pokemon game recently. We're on a quest to catch capture this big pig Pokemon. Before that, you have to catch an elephant, a lizard, a camel, and a bird. So you can actually encounter the pig. But there's also these 900 grass types that keep popping up everywhere, and you need to collect for the sake of completion. And wait, that's not a Pokemon game. That's Breath of the Wild. Yeah, nothing uh. Pokemon related today. <laughs> Zelda has taken up my life for the past two weeks. It's getting bad, guys. No, honestly, I'm not even joking. Like, I played so much Zelda when it came out. It got to the point where, like, I, I was so like me and my friends were going to go to lunch down the street from our, our building. And I had a my brain went and goes, I could just climb to the top of that building and then glide down there. It'd be I so did much the faster. same thing. Right? Yes. Uh, yes, it happened to me, too. I was like, I could totally climb that. Wait, no, no, I can't. I was just like, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just climb that four story building and jump off with my paraglider and then I'll be there super fast. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. You guys have issues. Send <laughs> help. I'll be that. I'll be there so much faster. I'm sure. I'm sure. Before my brain would have like completed the whole series of events, I would have gotten to the building and been like, "Wait, I can't climb this." Uh, but... <laughs> well, oh, let's man. get to the mailbag. So, how do I think Game Freak can add to the Pokedex in the future? Well, for starters, I'd say by making a list on a legal pad of what animal slash inanimate objects they haven't turned into something yet. Dolphin. Just say dolphin. dolphin. Mm-hmm. Jalapeno pepper. Jalapeno awesome. pepper. Yep. By the way, uh, it's actually, if you hadn't mentioned that, like, a couple of weeks ago, I honestly would have sent you a mailbag in answer to that. Oh, I remembered it. It just been a picture of that card. I remember. I remember. <laughs> I love the shout-out. So how do I think Game for? Uh, wait. Oh, next, they need to find some cosmic aspect of the universe that hasn't been turned into delicious lore-slash-legendaries. 
lastly, oh. they need to pay tribute to those longtime fans somehow, so they'll cram old Pokemon into the game with a twist. Either that or add some evolutions. That always works. That'll about do it for me th- to have this like week. Uh, Eight yeah, Pokemon go. based on each of the planet, uh, the planets in the solar system. Ooh. <gasps> so that we oh, have seven please. Pokemon. Yes, please. Uh, uh, either that wait, or add seven? some evolutions. Seven? seven. You're not counting. You, you uh, don't include Earth. Earth. We're already on Earth. Why wouldn't no, you? No, it's like the guardians of each the planet. The planet. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Make it a okay. Water. Why? Okay. Why are We're you giving Sailor Moon when Mamoru had to be Sailor Earth and it sucked? <laughs> Make Mer- Mercury a fire type. Make Venus a uh, fairy type. Earth a water. Make Venus uh, a more fire type. type. Mars, make it a fighting type. Uh, yeah. Jupiter, what could Jupiter be? Mm, Jupiter should probably Snorlax. be a, uh, a ground type. A ground? <laughs> what? Yes. That's so or ironic. Because we don't actually know if there's any. Or an, an we don't actually. Type. We don't Ooh, know if electric. there's any ground on Jupiter. And Saturn, Saturn should absolutely be a flying type because you know yes. it, it's less dense than water, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, flying type, and then make Uranus. <laughs> um, <laughs> a uh, oh my god, a dark type, mm, and make uh, Neptune water, pure water, and there we go. And then you're done. And then you're done. You're done. And We're then not you're talking about it. Done. We're not talking about it. I'm still not over it. I'll never be over it. That'll about do it for me. This <laughs> It's like the Keldeo. It's like Keldeo. Yeah. Uh, the Mew of it. <laughs> it's Pluto. That'll about do it for me this week. So here's some goodbye stuff or whatever. Kukos do not, in fact, like being battled against one of another. The random listener. Hmm. All right. So Whimsic <laughs> not, I will let you get this next one. From uh, okay. Ruminate. Ruminate. Hi, Thatch, and whoever he has. I know that it's been a long time since I've had a chance to write in for the mailbag, but I've been loyally listening on my morning runs. I listened to your podcast during the LA Marathon last month, and I managed to get caught up on the game corner on mile 15. Thanks for keeping me connected to Pokemon World while I'm off raising my two fampies. I eat toddlers. Oh. I'm still a bit salty about Alola for not giving Donf an original variant of Mega Evolution, but they could have at least included it in the regional Pokedex. That's the second generation in a row he's been left out, which is lame. Guess I'll have to wait until Gen 8. Oh man, it'd be great. It would be so cool for, like, Donfin to become... Donfin would have, I think, made a better Ice Steel type than Sandshrew, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm, I I mean, yes, but a little sense, Lash is so pretty, I I can't find (laughs) it. Okay. When it comes to adding to the Pokedex, I fear that Mega Evolution has supplanted regular evolutions permanently. I like Megas, but I do miss regular evolutions of old Pokémon. Though I'm not sure I can forgive Game Freak for what they did to Magmar and Lickitung back in Gen 4. Hashtag bingo card. (laughs) I've been really good about not saying these things, by the way. (laughs) I'd love to see them introduce new Pokémon that evolve using ancient power. The idea of Yanma, Tangela, and Piloswine harnessing prehistoric power to trigger evolution was a unique and cool idea that I wish they'd bring back. I'd love to see an evolution for Heelix that resembles a Diamond Trodon or a Spinosaurus, a saber-toothed Paragli, 
or maybe a bird Pokemon that loses its flying type and becomes a flightless bird Moa. Hmm. Ruminate. P.S. I've got the green Taurus badge. Hashtag Pakultang. Hashtag Praise Whimsicott. Ooh, this worked out really well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jushiro, you get this next one from... I don't even know who it is. I didn't see the name. Yeah, I don't see a name either. Oh, it's uh, it's it's speaking. It's speaking the Beacon Trainer. That's who it is. Oh, really? Speaking the Beacon yes. Trainer. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I don't read the first part, although I read the whole thing because it kind of. Uh, you don't have to read the first part if you don't want to. Oh, okay, so it starts in, "Hey, Puckle dudes, speaking the Beacon Trainer, just to say I love the ideas of new dual types. When I was a kid, the two types I loved were Ice and Steel." So, as an artist, I created my own. So there was a cre- so there was created Steelock. Okay? A Pokemon that has a bipedal ice body and armor on it. It was sweet. It had a claws like Groupon? Groudon. I think Groudon. I think Groupon's okay. a- <laughs> like Groupon the app? Um, no, yeah. Groupon the Pokemon Groupon the Pokemon is good at finding you deals. <laughs> uh, okay. It's the deals were I'm sorry. <clears throat> And holes uh, in the armor were spikes of ice that came through. He looked like Agron, just a bit, but just a bit, but oh well. I was proud. New gens are very exciting because of new types or new dual types. Anyways, talking about poison steel, I love this idea of a fairy destroyer. Poison has to be one of my favorite types. I mean, Garbodor is one of my favorite Pokemon. I'll go on Mercury. Uh, I'll go a Mercury Pokemon. I'll go a Mercury Pokemon. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, maybe like muck. Uh, oh, okay. Like Mercury the element. Like HG. Oh, oh gotcha. There we go. Uh, maybe like muck. It uh, looked the same, but a liquid steel Pokemon design sounds cool. That does sound cool. Uh, and kind of dragon questy as well. And uh, make- Yeah. I-, I was about to say something, but he says it. Go on. <laughs> and make it catchable in the water. The poison... Because mercury is toxic, found in water because it's found in ed- uh, in edible fish. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Firegrass. If the next gen, please let's not go back to Shamu's uh, burning forest Pokemon. <laughs> no. Uh, he didn't sleep. Oh my friend. gosh. Yeah, you listened to that? Yeah, that was pretty so bad. I was on that episode. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, the next uh, the next gen takes place uh, with the Grit Pyramids of Egypt. Uh, a burning bush Pokemon. Oh, there we go. Poison Psychic, I thought of a cauldron and a steering wand and a head on the tip. Inside the cauldron, I could see a bubble po- potion. New ways of old Pokemon. What if there was branched evolution, but it's the same Pokemon, just different art and maybe type. But I don't know. Anyways, man, punctuation, guys, it's important. Yeah. Anyways, yes. that should be all for this mailbag. Sorry, it's so long, but I love the pot. Train on. Hashtag Pokemon 10. Thank All you, right. Beacon. Let's Beacon. see who's next. Uh, okay. Who's next is Whimsicott has to leave. Oh, I'm that's really fine. Sorry. I'm that's really fine. Sorry, no problem. Guys. It's fine. I Thanks for being here, Whimsicott. In your capable hands. <laughs> Goodbye to all my listeners. Just mine, not yours. And, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Thank you all. Goodbye. All right, Yushiro. Let's continue it. I got the next one, though. You don't need gotcha. one. Hello, Puckle Podcast. First time writing in, but some of you may know me as Churcher from the Discord. Super happy to have found this wonderful podcast with such a wonderful community behind it. 
to answer a few questions without getting too long-winded. Also, shout out to the Discord. We should get more people there. Uh, if you're That's a patron, cool. if you're a patron at the Patreon, you get a special Discord chat. If you're coming to PuckleCon, you get a special little place to talk. Uh, so keep that up. And we're going to kill that after PuckleCon, though, unfortunately. But uh, if you're coming to PuckleCon, it's a great place to do it. To answer a few questions without getting too long-winded, I got into Pokemon technically before it hit U.S. shores officially. There was a magazine I cannot remember the name of, maybe EGM, but I don't think it was that one, that had a whole four-page spread on this new craze known as Pokemon that was making its way from Japan. It had a small thing about the anime, plans for a card game, but mostly it was about the game itself and I was already hooked. My family already had a Game Boy and I saved my allowance up to purchase it. It was my first ever video game purchase. I got Pokemon Blue while my sister got Pokemon Red. She quickly gave up, but I was able to use our link cable to trade and collect all 150 on my blue. Uh, I got gold the year after and dropped off for a bit. Then my sister got heart gold and dropped off again. More recently, I picked up Pokemon Y off an impulse buy and have followed up until then with Alpha Sapphire and then Sun. It's been a fantastic trip back into the amazing world of Pokemon. Um, can I enter there one second? Yeah, Patch? absolutely. So going back to what he said about the uh, EGM and, and starting out before Pokemon was big in the U.S. Funny yeah. story. I was listening uh the um, Game Informer has a podcast and they yeah. did an episode on the, the 20th anniversary of Pokemon. They dedicated mm-hmm. one episode on them. Uh, and it was hilarious because uh, one of the writers for Game Informer uh, was talking and he's been in the company for more than 20 years and he was the one who wrote – the preview <laughs> for Pokemon before yeah. when Pokemon was big and the article was uh, like, oh, this new phenomenon that is happening in Japan uh, named Pokemon. And he started we, they, he started going over to the article and it ended up him saying like, I don't see this ever getting big in the US. And he's like, <laughs> well, that comes to show you guys how much of a horrible writer I was that I couldn't predict that Pokemon was going to be a huge thing in the US. I, I, I just died laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, as to last week's question about introducing other Pokemon to the decks, as Eevee is my all-time favorite, let's get the easy one out of the way. We still don't have a Steel-type, Dragon-type, Ground-type, Rock-type, Poison-type, Bug-type, Ghost-type, Fighting-type, or Flying-type Eeveelution. Here are some names. Ferrisian, uh, which is Steel. I feel like Ferrothorn was already, like, ruining that, though. Uh, Drakion, uh, Dragon. I feel like we have a Drakion something already. Marbian, Rock, Punchion. (laughs) Fifteon. Uh, Spection uh, is Ghost. Additionally, I would love to see more branching evolution types. Maybe it's the names that are stopping the evolutions from happening. <laughs> Probably. Like, honestly, like after reading those, I'm just like, maybe like, it's just they can't. I don't want any of those. I don't want and, any and, of those names. And no, and and nothing uh, against churches. Your your imagination. Yeah. It's just that we've. This has been a topic that's gone out through the uh, the, the community for years, and no oh, one yeah. has been able to land on good names. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, seeing them all lined up like that, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, additionally, I would love to see more branching evolution types. The flexibility of all is great. I do agree with that. I think it'd be really cool to see, like, you know, Slowpoke in a different one. And I think they did that to some extent with, like, the Alolan forms, if you're talking yeah. about, like, Marowak and uh, Executor. Yeah. The flexibility of all is great, but I would personally like to avoid Mega Evolution splits like Charizard X and Y or Mewtwo X and Y. Well, that's only because those two Pokemon are like mascots. Yep. Uh, sorry to whoever has read this. As I can tell, this went longer than anticipated. Good luck and good battles, Churcher. 
All right. I think we'll grab one more and then we'll uh we'll call it. Well, actually, no. We'll do two more. We'll do two more. Yeah. All right. Sure. So Jushiro, you can get this next one from uh. I don't think he gave us a name. We'll just call him no, Diego. I don't think so either. So let's we'll go ahead and just call him uh Diego. 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 My favorite way. Uh, my favorite way they have added to the Pokemon is Mega Evolution. To the Pokedex is Mega Evolution. My idea for future additions to the Pokedex is related to Mega Evolutions. When I was a kid, I loved the episode of the anime when Ghastly created Venustoice by merging a Venusaur and a Blastoise. My idea would be to add Venustoice and other fusion Pokemons to the game using Mega Evolution. For example, to create a Venustoice, you would have to be in a double battle in the game... Uh, and the game would give you the options to click to Mega Evolve both your uh, uh, Venusaur and Blastoise. After the animation, you would get Venustoise. I have issues with this. Anyway. uh, Are we talking about making Pokemon like Fusion Dance, you know? Yeah, and it kind of also reminds me of Digimon. They they did that too. They did do that with the Digimon. Yeah, I know. This actually, it's just more Digimon. Mega Evolution is the same thing. More Digimon. Exactly. I was going to say, we can argue the same thing with Mega Evolutions. Uh, but yeah, that's that that has Digimon all over it. Anyway, which don't get me wrong, I love Digimon, but it's not Pokemon. Uh, yes. Obviously, in the double battle, having only one Pokemon versus two gives you the disadvantage. So maybe along with boosted stats, the fusion gets an attack twice. Uh, they would have oh, to find ways to limit which attacks can be used together, so it's not broken. But I think it could be fun. Also. I would hope they could come up with creative fusions that look cool and give us new types combinations and not just make them look fat. Love to hear your thoughts or any ideas for fusions you like to see. Thank you so much, Diego, for calling in. So uh, for calling in, for emailing in. Uh, we've already seen fusion in Pokemon. Uh, with uh, Kyrim. Kyrim, yeah. yeah. Kyrim. I mean, it's the only one. And I think it. I, I think it should stay the only one. Yeah. <laughs> is nice. It sounds nice in paper. Yes, but in reality, it's convoluted, and I kind of like, you know, creatures to to remain their their own thing, individuality. Mm-hmm. Combining them, I've always found that any game, and not just Pokemon collecting, but any game that they start working with fusions gets really murky real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's just weird. Yeah, it gets it gets really weird, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they could do next. Honestly, I, I'm just expecting more of the same at this point. I don't know what else they could do. Uh, it does prove, though, that they were, like, really in tune with the fan base. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, I think Mega Evolution was just something that's just like, yeah, let's make these Pokemon, like, relevant again. And it was really a good way to bring in, like, me- uh, making Charizard relevant again and stuff like that. And it was also, uh, I think, the Alolan forms. Because back in Gen 6, there was, like, a huge... There was a huge craze for a little while of like regional variants for Pokemon. Yeah. And I think I think Pokemon took that and spun it in their own way. So I I, I do think that they do listen to us. So I don't know what's next. I, I honestly don't. They're probably gonna surprise us with that. I mean, no one expected Lowland versions, right? Alternate versions of Yeah, Denver I didn't Pokemon. expect it no when it happened. Saw that coming. Uh, I mean, uh, it was so definitely something that we were thinking of. Come up though. with things. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so this last one is gonna be from Shambles. Hi, everyone. I'm a relatively new listener and first-time ba- mailbag writer. My favorite shows are Game Corner and Battlecast. After the main podcast, of course. Battlecast. I feel insulted. Put a, it puts a tear in my eye, Jushiro. Um No. Well, it puts a tear on mine, too, because he doesn't listen to the <laughs> cast, which he totally should. <laughs> I love how all these hosts seem like... 
like such great friends who all have a fun time joking around and talking about the franchise they love. I look forward to going to work on Mondays knowing there will be a new episode of Puckle ready to listen to when I get there. It's there beforehand, too, unless you, like, leave for work at midnight. Uh, <laughs> as for the mailbag question, my favorite method of expanding the Pokedex is simply adding new evolutions for old Pokemon who sorely need them. I was never a huge fan of Mega Evolutions because I feel they're poorly balanced, with only one allowed per team. Nobody's going to use Mega Absol when it means they have to give up Mega Salamence or Mega Metagross. Both of those are probably going to be banned from OU, so maybe they'll start using Mega Absol. Uh, uh, Mega Met Salamence is already banned, and Mega Metagross is, I'm sure, soon to follow. Uh, some Pokemon like Absol should have just gotten new evolutions, in my opinion. I like the idea of regional variants, and I hope they continue to add them in the future, but I hope they also add more standard evolutions alongside them. Even if it means that sometimes an awesome Pokemon like Piloswine turns into an ugly, into a butt-ugly monstrosity like Mamoswine. You mean just fat Piloswine? Like, literally all these evolutions from Gen 4 are just fat versions of Pokemon, except for, like, Yanmega. Like, yeah. you got Piloswine going to Mamoswine, it's just chubby. You got Electabuzz going to Electivire, chubby. Yep. Magmar to Magmar. It's also because of the prehistoric thing that we were mentioning before, that they went to their prehistoric ways. Yeah, it's just they got chubby. Lickitung to lick, <laughs> Licky Licky, chubby. Yeah. Tangle out of Tangrowth, chubby. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, just give me one. Just give me one Pokemon that evolved in Gen 4 other than Yanmega. Uh, I guess you get Weavile. It's not really a chubby Sneasel. Um, yeah. Gliscor is kind of a chubbier Gligar, but it's still cool. So. Yeah. On that topic, I think what, uh, what, what do you all think of the most disappointing evolutions of many, po- any Pokemon strictly based on design and not stats? I just listed all of them. <laughs> uh, how would you have designed the evolution differently? I would have not made them chubby. Uh, keep up the great work and catch you on the flip flop. Sincerely, Shumbles. P.S. If you don't mind answering one more question, uh, is there any puckle backstory for the expression catch you on the flip flop or is it just something you say for fun? That is a good question. It and is. one, and one that I probably cannot answer. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure really? the fandom can tell you something. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think, I think I, I think I did some, like, looking back on it. And I think it was something that Sycamore used to say all the time at the end of the topic. He'd just say, like, catch you on the flip flop real quick or something like that. Yeah. And so it became, like, a funny thing because he used to say, catch you on the flip flop. And, yeah. And then uh, we just kept doing it, and people thought that was so funny when he was doing it. So people started signing off their emails, and it became a much bigger thing. I think that's the history of it. Okay. But that's just, that's just me. Uh, I, I, I I don't know. I honestly don't know. We need, like, a Puckle Wikipedia, because a lot of people remember things that I just don't. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, all the time. Like, even the next day. Like, I will, get, I will get... I will get several messages on the Monday... After the show comes out, like the Monday the show comes out, people will message me and just like start responding to me while like they're listening to the podcast. And I'll be like, I have no context for what you're saying. They're like, don't you remember at like minute at like minute nine, you like said this. And I'm just like, I, I don't remember. Yeah, you're asking me to remember me. all the details. The episode that um, we recorded the, 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 the same week I had um, uh, Locke. Uh, yeah. He uh, messaged me through Facebook saying like, oh, that this joke you did, I'm still crying laughing. I'm like, uh, did I say that? And what episode was that? And it's like, dude, this week's episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, don't remember. remember making that joke. I don't remember anything. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> 
Well, it's the, because people expect us to remember like an hour and a half conversation. Well, it's not really an hour and a half conversation. It's like, this is like hour four now, uh, because today was a long day. This was a long day. Uh, it's like a four hour conversation. It's like, uh, not really. Uh, but okay. Yeah. But like they said, we're just talking among friends and sometimes we don't register everything. Exactly. So that's it for the mailbag. If you guys want to email us next week, you can send in an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, uh, I either want, uh, I either want, uh, Shambles or, uh, what's his name? Um, Churcher. I think Churcher wrote a good email. So um, Shambles doesn't listen to TC Jazz, so I'm biased. Okay, um, that's fair. I'll allow that. I'll allow it. I'll allow it today. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's gonna hate me even more. <laughs> now he's definitely not gonna hear the TC. No, 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 no. Don't do that to, <laughs> to Shambles. Don't. Well, now you're making this a political sure. decision. You're making this a political decision. Uh, <laughs> so you know, we'll just go with Shambles. Shambles, good Let's job. Go you got. You got the green Taurus badge. Submit for it on the website. Uh, <laughs> so that is uh, – but next week, if you want to email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, our writing prompt's going to be, uh, what do you think of the Pokemon timeline? How do you make sense of it? And on top of that, uh, Whimsicott told me to ask you guys what your favorite miniature color was. Um, next week, I will not be hosting the show. It will be Professor Snag instead. So that will be awesome. Uh, you guys, I'll be on vacation. I will make my uh, fantastic return after vacation so watch out for that probably in battlecast actually i think battlecast will come out before the next uh real podcast Sweet. so check that out on little cup yeah uh but yeah it, other than that if you guys want to check out our facebook you can our facebook twitter all these links are in the description and on our website at pucklepodcast.com you can also tumble with us on tumblr fo- subscribe to our subreddit it's a great place to be and hang out uh discord that's a big thing that i'm pushing right now that link is in the description uh, so please check that out. Discord's a lot of fun to get to talk to you guys, and we do some voice chat stuff over there, over there, especially for the patrons. I really like doing that last episode with them. And uh, so we have Discord, and then of course, if you uh, if you want to, please go review us on iTunes. That really helps people find us, and it's a uh, big help. I know that a lot of you aren't listening to us on iTunes, but go ahead, re- review us anywhere, anywhere you can. It really uh, helps just bring more people to our show, to our community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then uh, a couple other things. Twitch. Check out Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash The Puckle Podcast. Yashira and I are going to be trying to make that a bigger thing here soon. So uh, mm-hmm. there's just going to be more Puckly content. I think that's the I think that's the main thing. More Puckly content. Yep. And, and one uh, last uh, shameless plug. Uh, this Thursday is the TCG cast and it's the mm-hmm. review episode for uh, Guardians Rising. And I may like to make that a uh, point because review episodes are a lot of fun. Even if you do not follow the TCG, it's still fun because what we're going to do for about an hour and a half or two hours is just talk about mm-hmm. every single card that comes out of the, uh, in the set, review, and just make fun of how bad they are. It's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. I invite you guys to listen. And uh, finally, if you guys like what we do here at Puckle, uh, you can help us support by just donating to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Of course, don't donate there if it means you're not going to be able to eat. I really want you to be able to eat. So uh, d- definitely do that. But if you want to help support the show, it's a great way to do it. You all get a few extra benefits, and I think it's a blast. Just It, it helps me. It helps. Honestly, I feel bad because like, I try to talk to everybody, but I definitely talk to the patrons. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so, they're, they're the ones with the money. Yeah, I mean, well, I, d- I have like separate chats with them and stuff like that, so it definitely does help. But uh yeah check us out i i hope to see you guys around soon so i guess here in the lavender town radio tower i'm trainer thatch i am lord jashiro 
And Whimsicott's gone. And you're in the Lavender Tower in your tower. It's closing time. That was actually really good. That was a good impression. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.